Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is an RNZ podcast. Namihi nui and a very warm welcome to episode 65 of Elemental from RNZ. I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And in our alphabetical peregrinations around the periodic table, we are up to our ninth episode whose element starts with the letter P. But before we begin, I'm going to procrastinate just a little bit. (laughs) And offer this nice little anecdote as a thank you to all of our listeners, I guess. So my nephew happened to be in the back of an Uber the other night, fresh from his win for his restaurant for Outstanding Establishment at the Lewisham Awards. I'll throw that in there. Name dropping, name dropping, Alan. I know, I know. And in said Uber, the radio happened to be on national radio, and seemingly there was an episode of Elemental on there. So my nephew recognised my voice, and he said, oh, that's my uncle, and blah, blah, blah. And the Uber driver said that he was a big fan of the show, and he used to be a chemist back in his home country, and now he's here driving an Uber. So if you're listening, hi to you, and thanks for listening. Perfect. (laughs) And what do we have this time on the Elemental Podcast, Professor? Okay, we have got protactinium, and this comes from the Greek protos, meaning first, And actinium, um, after actinium, the element, it actually forms actinium when it undergoes nuclear decay. So as we alluded to last time on the podcast about the insights we are gaining into the classical languages, so (laughs) there's our bit of Greek for the week, but otherwise I'd say this falls into the category of the third or so of elements on the table named for a chemical property. (laughs) Okay, enough procrastinating and passing the time. Should I be on the edge of my seat for this episode, (laughs) Alan? (laughs) Well, as as much of any of them, I I really couldn't possibly say, and I'll I'll let you be the judge of that. Okay, how would you sum protactinian up apart from the fact that it's got a very nice-sounding name? It does. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Protactinium, I would say, is a very rare radioactive element, which is one of the ten least abundant elements in the Earth's crust. So, elemental symbol PA and atomic number 91... We go back to good old Mendeleev, and he predicted the existence of protactinium, but it took at least another 40 years before it was first identified and isolated. By the way, how many elements did Mendeleev actually predict? It was actually four when he gave a predictive name to when he published his periodic table in 1869, so that was the first version of that, and uh, he added a prediction for what later became known as protactinium in 1871. Its discovery date is given as 1913, and that's the date that the isotope 234 protactinium was discovered, and it was very briefly, appropriately, I guess, named brevium from the Latin word brevis, meaning brief. Oh, there's our Latin for the week. (laughs) But it wasn't until 1917 that Lisa Meitner, of Meitnerium fame, and we've already talked about her, 
isolated a quantity of protactinium-231, and that's a long-lived isotope of the element with a half-life of around about 32,000 years. And she called it protoactinium. She described it as being the mother substance of actinium. And it was known as that until 1949 when they shortened protoactinium to protactinium. Because it sounded better, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, indeed. So it was, yeah, it was an element that not a lot was known about until the 1960s. And in fact, uh, in the 1950s, one of the quotations about uh, protactinium was that it was talked about in terms of, quote, mystery and witchcraft. So what happened in the 60s? Well, around about 100 or so grams of the element was isolated from uranium refining residues, and that 100 grams are still being used to this day. Now, I hate to say it, but there's really not much to say about protactinium. We've got the isotope protactinium-233, and that decays to uranium-233, and that is a rare example of a fissionable isotope. And so that could therefore be used in nuclear weapons. Can I just interrupt? So it can decay from uranium, but it can also decay to uranium? <laughs> yes, indeed. So it, it depends on which isotope you're talking about. So the lighter ones can decay to actinium isotopes and the heavier ones can decay to uranium isotopes. I guess the important point about all of this is that there is a bit of concern about nuclear reactors that are powered by thorium. And these were of great interest in sort of around about the 70s or so. Then they fell out of interest. And then recently, um, people have started looking at these again. And in fact, India has got the only such thorium-powered nuclear reactor currently operating. And the reason that there's concern about this is that in such reactors, the protactinium-233 isotope is made... And that could be obtained by uh, reprocessing the nuclear fuel or, in fact, as the reactor is operating, the uh, protactinium-233 is actively extracted because it acts as a so-called neutron poison. It slows the whole thing down. Either way, you don't really want baddies getting hold of this protactinium-233 simply because of the fact that it does then decay to the fissionable isotope of uranium. So that's not going to be good. Ooh, what else about protactinium? Well, you do also get protactinium-233 from the decay of americium-241. And recalling that episode, uh, we know that americium is used in smoke detectors, and so therefore we've probably all got a tiny amount of protactinium in our homes. And I hate to say it, but that's about it. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm paying attention. I really am. <laughs> um, this is quite possibly the dullest element we've done, really. Yes, but having said that, I'm sure that there is some chemist out there in the world that still loves it. Yeah, it's like ugly babies. Their mums still love them. <laughs> uh, this has been the Elemental Podcast from RNZ, bringing life to even the most boring <laughs> of chemical oh. elements. You can find plenty more exciting episodes on your favourite podcast app or at rnz.co.nz slash chemistry. And we are back next time with Radium. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Alan Blackman. And me, Alison Balance. Matewa.